0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking About Rock, sponsored by School of Rock, Rochester, New York. Remember, you can catch all our interviews on all the streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. Also, you can can check out our new website, TalkingAboutRock.com. Today on the show, we have for you Demons Down. This band is a creation of Hard Rock Gurus Chuck Wright, from Quiet Riot, House of Lords, Jimmy Bell, also from House of Lords and Autograph, and studio master Ken Mary, With two talented up-and-coming musicians, vocalist James Robletto, Sinner's Blood, and guitarist Francesco Savino, from False Memories. Their debut album, I Stand, sees this gathering of young performers and established skilled players delivering an outstanding classic hard rock album. Next, we chat with guitarist Jimmy Bell on Talking About Rock. Okay, let's welcome guitarist Jimmy Bell to the show. Jimmy, how are you doing today, man? Uh, Wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on yeah thank you so much man well you're a busy guy and you've definitely uh made quite a mark in quite a few bands you know going from house lords autograph and and now you got a new project to talk to us about today demons down
1: yeah it's a great project man i'm uh, i'm really excited about it uh so much so much going on with uh different sorry i'm just looking at uh so much going on with different um things this year you know uh to, if someone told me, you know, a few years back that within uh, a six-month period you're going to be releasing three albums within a right. six-month period, I would say that's insane. Nobody does that, but I and mean... And be in, like, two it,
0: or three different bands at the same time. And... Yeah, it,
1: it's exactly what happened, you know? Uh, and when I tell you, it was kind of weird. They all kind of started happening at the same time. So um, it wasn't like there was one... Than this one, than this one, it was. I was writing for all three records, all at once, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I had to, I had to think about, you know, James Christian. I had to, th- uh, you know, with House of Lords, and I had to concentrate on the, what what would fit for Simon. An Autograph, you know, and, and yeah, what, yeah, we spoke know,
0: to Simon a while back about a couple weeks ago. But I love, I love your opening lick on the new autograph, man. It's it's oh, yeah. killer, it's killer. Yeah,
1: that's the, the, the tapping thing is yeah, yeah it's, it's great. I love it, you know. Man. That what I like, you know, I have a lot of different um, styles of music that I, I like, but um, I enjoy writing straight rock like that. Like autographs, more of a straight ahead rock band you know exactly. which, is, which is really cool um uh, uh House of Lords is you know they consider that melodic rock so I learned a real lot from uh when I joined House of Lords in two thousand and five my uh I had always written songs I mean it wasn't like I started only writing in two thousand and five I've been writing songs like my Way back in the 80s, my first band there, uh, Joint Forces, the band that was in, the Michael J. Fox movie with Joan Jett and everything. Right,
0: right. You're, yeah. You were actually in the movie, and you were the backup band for Joan Jett. Yeah, we are the, the Huns, Huns right? We are
1: the Huns. We're Joan Jett's band in the movie. Um, and that was a trip, man. I mean, we had toured with Joan Jett. Uh, we were with the same uh, a person that managed us, worked for Blackheart Records. So they put us on tour. And that was a funny experience, because here we are, uh we're a uh, kind of a newish band but we had a you know a three song cassette but uh the guy uh the guy the manager that took on joint forces his partner uh was owned a fleet of tour buses like his tour buses went out with motley crew and all the other big bands so
0: right you had the silver Eagles, yeah
1: yeah yeah so we we go out we we go out on tour with joan jett on an east coast tour and we we have a just a three song cassette you know uh and, and but we have a tour bus, man. We're out on a tour bus and yeah. you know, we're young, we're not making any money, but we got you know, they yeah. gave us ten dollars a day to eat, but we didn't care. Yeah, we I remember that boys. was
0: one of the levels back in the day. If you had the Silver Eagle tour bus, you're, you're on your way going up the ladder, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these were this was the big deal, so it was like uh, you know, so we went out with Joan and then uh, if we did a east coast run, where it went great, and then uh, the opportunity. Uh, for the movie came about, so uh, uh, we, we still had to send in some photos, but you know, they they you know, we had to look exactly what they were looking for, and uh, what, what a great experience! Uh, uh, talking with getting to uh, hang out with Michael J. Fox and talking uh, guitars with him because he really knows how he played in that movie, and 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 uh, and uh, Light Light Day. Day. yeah, he actually played in that one. Uh, so it, that was a very cool experience right there. We talked about guitars and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah,
0: that's so. Cool. It's kind of
1: weird when, when you're just sitting at, at lunch, you know, with these guys, you know, the way that it is. Right. You're at you craft know.
0: services and they're just all coming out. Just Yeah. It, it's, it's, it was, uh, you know, being on a movie
1: set was a whole trip too. You know, you're at, you're in, the, you have a trailer, you have to be in at 4am getting all made up for the part. You saw what right. we looked like we had, a. Uh, you know, like really wild looking. we were supposed to be kind of like a kiss type looking band. Well, it was even funnier. Was I was always uh, pale white anyway, and they put even <laughs> more white makeup on me to make me look even more. <laughs> I was laughing about that. That had to be.
0: Hard. That had to be such a great experience. You know, hanging with Joan Chat. I think the lady just doesn't get enough credit for what she does. Oh my God, I love her. We've been and and her and I got along so
1: well. I'm like I'm the, I'm actually the only person that. Uh, she took a picture with I actually hung out with her a bit. uh her and I just struck up a really good uh friendship during that time and even after all that, uh she always remembered me matter of fact, not too you know a few years back uh they were playing around where I live up here in Connecticut. they were playing around and uh um I got to go back. I was still have I still have their contact people's information so uh right. Uh, I I went and they set up the meet and greet thing, you know, and I waited in line like everybody else. But then when I got down, I said, "Joan, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I was in light of day." When you know, she knew who I was right away, you know, and it was great. We have a, we have a photo of exactly thirty years apart. That's uh, excellent. Did, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Every time I've seen her, she's just been so great. It, a great performer all the time. Seems super super nice, and I just don't think she gets her her due. For what she does definitely but, no yeah.
1: no she doesn't but uh you know she still she still kicks man uh i you know great I, i've got great experiences um uh with her uh on the road and everything so yeah she was
0: she was ripping it up on the crew tour man it was yeah, great yeah. you
1: know non-stop but, man she's great so,
0: and so after that you also had another very big deal going on you auditioned for ozzy Osbourne in 1987 yeah
1: 86 it was got it oh 86 was, uh, yeah, it was be And uh, out of all the people that got down between me and Zach Wild, I got a I was endorsed by Kramer Guitars back then. They were I didn't have a I didn't have a record deal or anything, but the president of Kramer Guitars happened to see me play guitar and he loved the way that I played. So they gave me all they were giving me all these guitars of, and they wanted to take me on as a personal manager uh, management from the company. So um I'll never forget it. It's so crazy. It's a Wednesday after Wednesday morning. And, uh, I get a phone call from, uh, the, from Kramer and they said, Jimmy, uh, they got Jakey Lee's out of Ozzy. Um, and they're, they're auditioning guitar players. Um, we sent your video and Sharon really likes it. Um, so you're, we're, you're going to go out and audition for Ozzy. And I'm going, I'm flipping out. I'm going, really? I go, so I'm going, um, when am I going, uh, next week or something? They go, no, today you're, you're booked. You got to get to the plane right now. <laughs> oh my you know? gosh.
0: Like, no, no pressure. pressure. No That's
1: pressure. Out. Yeah. No pressure. Thanks for giving me some preparation, you know? Right. Right. You know, so, um, but I knew a few Aussie songs, uh, anyway, cause I, I had played them in a cover band. So, um, I, uh, I go out there and they already kind of started working with Zach or anyway. Right. Uh, and, um, so, uh, when I went out there, I, they, you never, you didn't get to audition with Ozzy. Um, you, you auditioned with, uh, Randy Castile and Phil Suzanne, you know, the rhythm section. Right. Uh, but when I did it, Sharon Osborne sat there and watched me do the audition. Uh, so when I got done, she said to me, um, Jimmy, she goes, uh, you're going to play with Ozzy tomorrow. We're going to bring Ozzy in. So the next day I go to a whole different studio with a big stage and big sound in there. And, uh, and in, in walks Ozzy, you know, uh, it's the period where he just shaved his head and he had that big tattoo up here, you know, right. he, just yep, he just got, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was pretty crazy. I said that, you know, in a, another interview, but it, it really is true that you 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 see Ozzy in magazines or in videos tv or whatever but nothing it it doesn't compare to when you're face to face with him it. it's really i right. it's really crazy I, i'm sure it is so, definitely yeah so i i played i got up on stage and i played uh first song was i don't know and then we did crazy train uh, uh uh, suicide solution. I think I had to do a guitar solo. I think he even did Flying High again or something. And, um, and Ozzy, I could tell, was really digging the way I was playing because, uh, I started off, I don't know, and I had a really good groove. I was, I was having a good week playing wise, you know, I was very comfortable. And so I'm doing it, and he started doing that thing with the microphone where he goes back and forth like this. and. Right. And then when I did my when I was doing a guitar solo, he got right down in front of the amp and listened. And I get done doing everything. And um, uh, Sharon Nazi sat me down and said, Jimmy, it's between you and Zach. Uh, so um, they took me out to dinner uh, to this real expensive place. They brought me over to their wherever they were staying, their chalet or whatever, where, where they, wherever they were renting on Sunset Strip. I met Ozzy's youngest daughter, Amy, who wasn't in the Osborne show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, She didn't want to be involved
0: in any of that stuff. No,
1: she didn't. But it was funny. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the uh, living room sitting on a couch and Ozzy's in a chair and he's got Amy on his lap and all of a sudden they're watching MTV or VH1 or something and Black Sabbath's Paranoid comes on while, while we're there. And, He's bouncing her. and goes, Look, me. The there's daddy. There's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything, you know.
0: That's such but a it trip. Just,
1: yeah, it was a trip. Man, so, anyways, that's... you know, they send me home. I find out, you know, very sad. I found out that they uh, decided to go with Zach. And I understand, you know, Zach was younger than me, he played a Les Paul. He looked, you know, a bit like, you know, more like Randy Rose. He doesn't look like he looks now, you know. Right, right.
0: Totally different cut. look back then. Definitely. Yeah,
1: much, much different. Clean cut young kid. Right. Um, so, you know, um, I'm sitting around, and one day my my phone rings, and I and there's an English gentleman on the uh, on the other line, and he says, uh, "Hello, is this Jimmy?" And I said, "Yes." He, I says, um, "I said uh, this is." He says, "This is." uh terrence butler and um and it didn't ring a bell at first or no it didn't ring a bell i i was i was going terrence butler and he says i'm putting together a um a new project um and i got your videotape uh from uh sharon osborne and uh all of a sudden i i got it and i said <laughs> right oh my god this is geezer butler this is you know and i are a right. geezer butler fan Huge. I mean, I, I, I liked Black Sabbath, but I loved Geezer Butler's playing because he always played so thunderous. His bass always stood out right. to me. Thunder and bass. Black and he wrote songs. the lyrics
0: for most of those early songs. Yeah, he did. And, and, and also
1: just as the way that he played, he had these amazing lines going all the way, you know, it was, it was thunderous, you know? So, um, he told me he was doing a project, not as heavy as Sabbath, but, um, uh heavy but not you know he wanted to have keyboards and stuff so they flew me to uh st louis he had a house in st louis and then um uh yeah i worked with him a little bit the next thing you know i was off to england uh my first trip to england so i was uh i was over there and you know the times are so different back then um you have um you have uh I was with an agency, a big agency over there called Smallwood Taylor. They handled a lot of bands back then. Iron Maiden, uh, um, ACDC, you know, over, over there in, in uh, that uh, that part. Right. And, um, you know, I was getting paid for rehearsing. I mean, un, un, unreal. You know, here's just a project that Geezer's putting together. Right, Geezer Butler a, Band, yeah. Yeah, Geezer Butler. It was a weekly salary. I was getting a daily per diem uh to eat and um you know putting me up in beautiful hotels. I mean right. those things are unheard of nowadays. Right, you know? it's almost
0: it's, like you're on tour. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're yeah, not.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It was great. Uh so I I it was a, a wonderful experience. And then um one day I'm rehearsing uh with geezer and he comes into the room and he says, Jimmy, uh, do you have any uh do you have any songs that are similar to possibly a black sabbath type song and i said well it's funny you said that i said i've been working on this i i i just wrote this track a little bit ago and um i said in fact i have a a working title for it i says i'm i'm you know just using the title master of insanity um now i don't write lyrics i just write music but I just that that title had come to me and I said it sounded kind of cool. Master of Insanity. Right. So I played the song for Geezer. He really he really liked it. Uh, we worked it up and then he he uh, wrote lyrics using the title of that of that song. So anyways, we showcase we get signed. I get home. I'm all excited. I get a call from Gloria Butler, of course, uh, Geezer's wife. And she says, Jimmy, I have bad news. Uh, the guy that signed us that signed the band. Um, I, I don't know if it was MCA Records or whatever. Anyway, he got he got caught doing something bad. And they uh, booted him out. They booted him out. Yeah. Booted him out. He, all of his projects got booted. Uh, uh, yeah. Everything else, um, anything he signed. So um, that was lost. So fast forward a couple of years, uh, around 1992, uh, stories are coming out that uh, Black Sabbath is getting back together with Ronnie Dio.
0: Right, for Dehumanizer, yeah.
1: Yeah, for Dehumanizer, I get get another phone call from Gloria. She says, Jimmy, I have some good news. She goes, as you heard that Black Sabbath is getting back together. And I said, yes, I heard that. She goes, well, I have good news. They're going to use your song, Master of Insanity. It's going to be on the new Black Sabbath record. And I'm jumping for joy. I'm going like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm going to have a song on a Black Sabbath record. Right. Yeah. She goes, but there's one problem. And, of course, there's always a problem. I go, well, what she goes, we can't give you songwriting credit because Tony Iommi will never let a song from another guitar player on a Black Sabbath record. He's, so we're going to have to say that Geezer wrote it. Uh, Geezer will put you in a special thanks and we will pay you for the song at the end of the tour. Uh, so, I mean, I was so disappointed, but what was I going to say? I wasn't going to, I I'm gonna, i wasn't in a position to fight them on it or anything. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, And, and I don't want to burn bridges. Oh, definitely really not. Right now with Black yeah, Sabbath, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, you know, it, it's like, okay, you know, as, so the record comes out, my song gets mentioned as uh, one of the better tracks on the record, which made me feel great. I go to see the band live a couple times. This My song is in their set, so they didn't consider it a uh a filler you know it was actually a um uh, a song that they felt was strong enough to put in the set so anyways the tour ends i never received a dime i wasn't expecting it but i never got paid anything
0: right right
1: so you know you didn't
0: get any paperwork or anything yeah no and so i went through my life
1: you know i'm i'm a pretty honest guy and you know, I did a lot of interviews and, and you know, but some people did find out, though, because books were getting published that I wrote the song. Uh, it was mentioned in Black Sabbath books. And, I, and I'm always honest, you know, I wouldn't make up a story that I wrote a Black Sabbath song. I mean, you'd have to be kind of insane to, to say that if you can't, you know, you know, right. if it wasn't true, you know, right. You, yeah, You'd you know, be unleashing be the like, hordes on yourself with that one. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that would be like, you know, <laughs> saying something really, really ridiculous. Like, I used right. to be president of the United States or something. Right. <laughs> you know, um, so um, one day I got to meet uh, Ronnie James Dio after he left Sabbath again. Uh was out doing a solo thing, and he came to my area. And for some reason I got to to meet him. They were doing some special thing through a radio station. So I walk, uh, I walk in, and um I I walk up to him, I go, Hey Ronnie, um, my name is Jimmy Bell. And he looks right at me and he goes, Jimmy Bell, Master of Insanity. That's what he said to me. Wow. And I said, Oh my God, you know? He says, Yep. He says, I know you wrote the song. He says, uh, I told those guys just to pay you. It wasn't, what was the big deal? Why won't, you know, what's it going to be for you to pay these? You know, the guy wrote the song. Anyways, Ronnie took about 40 minutes in a corner talking with me about this whole thing. And uh, it made me feel really good. Then finally, finally, after many years, uh, Ronnie was, was interviewed for a couple books. And they were talking about the dehumanizer thing. And in there, they were talking. Ronnie was saying his time in Black Sabbath. He actually wrote a lot of the lyrics. He said one lyrics that he didn't write was the song Master of Insanity, which he absolutely loves, which was written by Geezer Butler and guitarist Jimmy Bell. He put it in writing. Nice. And and, Yeah, and I finally went, oh, God, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, every story I've heard about Ronnie, he's just been a stand-up guy and very real all the time with his fans and his interviews and just a stand up. Nice guy. Oh my God. He's the best. He is. He is an absolute, what a gentleman. And, you know, honestly, you know,
1: he, he, that time when he took that, that, that 40 minutes to talk with me, he was supposed to be having, um, uh, like a dinner with the, with, uh, with, it was people that want a contest, have dinner with Dio. So okay, he was yep. supposed to be eating with these people. Uh, the, the whole band was eating, uh, and it was about you know maybe five six people that were there, but Ronnie opted to he felt the need to like tell me the whole thing and explain you know, and I thought that was really really kind of him.
0: Very very. Uh, cool. So
1: anyways, yeah, I mean you know it, it's it's just crazy um, how uh, how things have happened. And then you know I did a lot of uh, other things. I worked um, I worked uh, I did a record with David Wayne, the original singer Metal Church. I did his solo record um and then I did uh something with Mike Fascera who sang for Loudness and Ingve. he was uh he was Yngwie's singer he did a uh, he's got a bunch of solo records out and uh and then finally the House of Lords thing came around in 2005 uh James Christian had called me and said Jimmy um I'm putting House of Lords back together um I want you to play guitar he says have you ever Written a melodic rock song before, and I had no idea what a melodic rock song was. But I said, "Yes, I know how to do that." We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah, of course I did. Of course. <laughs> so, I I had, I had a you know some stuff, and I sent it to him, and he really liked it. And even though it was heavy, like I I was sent him some stuff that had some drop D tunings and everything. By the time he lit, he put keyboards on it, and then did the typical you know, big huge harmonies that House of Lords has on all their songs,
0: right? Which kind of their that, their earmark, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's their earmark. It, it, that song, that heavy riff thing that I gave him automatically turned into a House of Lords song. And it was it was amazing that that uh, to see that. So once I got the, the rhythm of what was going on. I, I started; it, it, it all came natural, and then I, I really started writing, uh, learning how to write melodic rock songs more. Like in other words, like uh, b- you, keeping the choruses not busy, big open chords for the choruses, so he could sing some big harmonies on it. Right. Uh, also, uh, possible modulating up to a different key uh, when the ho- uh, when the chorus comes in. You know, little little tricks that you know, uh, make the songs interesting. So uh, the more I, uh, the more I was working, uh, the more I really uh, got the hang of it. But he really liked the heavy rock riffs. He kept encouraging me, no, send me those, you know, those drop tuning things. I I really like them and it's, it's a great balance. So, you know, House of Lords became uh, uh, less keyboards, more guitar when I joined. Um, You know, got a, a little bit of, you know, you know, flack for that, you know, because House of Lords was all about Greg Jafria. Um right. And and um but uh people really embraced once we came out with the World Upside Down album and it got such an incredible review, people started to say, Okay, well there's something going on here, you know. So automatically every record we did, uh people were really digging. So and and but James always played keyboards. And all the songs anyway. It wasn't like we took a song and left the keyboards out totally. Every song has keyboards in it. So yeah, Coming
0: to My Kingdom was another great one that you guys put out. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. I my favorite uh one of my favorite songs to play is um is Cartesian Dreams, which was the third album. I really I really like that one. Uh, I like that song. And um and then we, you know, as we got into uh uh, you know, we did big money, and uh, that was a very cool thing. And then, um, precious, uh, precious metal. I started really getting into some stuff. Oh, that song battle, that's on there. Uh, I, I I really hit something really cool when I was writing that. And uh, uh you know, like a you know that type of a really up tempo. You know, tried some different beat things. So it it was it, it's a great band for it was a great. Uh, stepping stone for me uh, and learning platform writing and I, I you know i i do that every house of lord's record i always try to you know do something a little, little different you know
0: yeah it's been great stuff i really enjoyed it and then in july was it 2019 i think you joined autograph then as early yeah yeah right? steve uh
1: steve did this big post that he was quitting the band i knew steve prior and i had become friends with the guys like i was i would go see them when they played around and uh I got to you know hang with him and, and meet Randy and Simon and talk with them, and then when um, you know Steve was leaving to go do another project, um, uh he um uh the, I got a you know a call from Randy, because uh, you know I would put up these little videos of me playing guitar in my room or down here on the you know, you know just me shredding or doing some country stuff, and I I would always see Randy hit the like button. You know, so or he's checking write, you out for sure. Yeah. yeah, he was checking me out, or a killer brother, especially when I did a country thing. Um, uh, so um, a uh, um, if w- the time came and he says, uh, I, I said, well, I, I'd, I'd really, you know, wouldn't mind doing it. I says, I don't get to play in the U.S. much. I said every time House of Lords does anything, I said it's always a way. Right. Uh, in in Europe, not that I don't mind going to Europe. I've been all over Europe. I love it. I have a lot of fans over there and I miss them terribly. but uh um I you know, I didn't play in the u s much so uh being uh having them uh you know hire me on to play for autograph, you know, doing shows around the u s was was a lot of fun
0: so yeah, that's yeah I was, I was yeah, I was real pleasantly surprised when I saw the new album coming out and I got to talk to Simon. you know, I was kind of. A little shock there bringing this back i'm like well that was really that's really great and then unfortunately with the news with 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 randy at, at the end of that kind of oh god you know, it's terrible so it's kind of like it's kind of like a legacy to him for this album which, which it is, is it is know, he
1: was uh, you know here's the thing too when i joined autograph you know i you know i knew i was just gonna you know i i was i was you know hired on to play guitar so it's like I I expected I was going to play a lot, you know, whatever they threw at me, you know, whatever songs they told me to do, I was going to do. It's you know, it was my job. Right. But um, I did tell them, I said, you know, I I write a lot of music and I said I would love to write some new music with you guys. Uh, I don't know if you're up for it. If that's not what you want me for, then fine. I'll just play, you know, what you want me to. But I'd like to write, you know, new music. And they were all about it. So uh, we started doing stuff and then all this, you know, um, it was funny that the demons down and the autograph thing all came right in, within the same, almost the same conversation <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> on my initial conversation with, uh, 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 it, it all started around then, you know? Right. Uh, so, um, you know, I, um, I started writing a lot of stuff and, uh, I was, you know, we started really plowing through it. Now, keep in mind though, like I said, I was writing, uh for uh saints and sinners uh the the last autograph album that i'm writing for beyond and and the demons down record all at the same time so i had to shift gears for whoever i'm i'm writing you know uh right which, which a different for,
0: mindset have a different sound and, and you probably even maybe use different effects or whatever
1: yeah yeah you go in. you go in and you, you have to I, I try to keep in mind, See, now with Demons Down, I had no idea who the singer was. All I was only going by what they told me. They gave me, they said they want to try to do a little bit of classic, like try to make it like some classic House of Lords stuff or something, you know, but a little bit heavier and stuff. So I, um, I kind of got what they were saying, and I started firing off a bunch of uh, material to Alessandro, Uh, Because he was the one writing the lyrics and producing the project. And he's great. He's a genius. Right. Um, You guys,
0: you got some new guys in there. So you got the vocalist, uh, James Robledo from. Yeah. Blood.
1: Yeah. I, I, that, that blew me away right there. I, you know, but here's the thing when they were talking to me, like they called me first. And when they were talking to me, you know, you know uh, Mario from Frontiers, you know, he's said, Jimmy, we want you to do one of these super group things. Are you interested? I said, absolutely. And he sent me a list of all the super groups. And I knew who all they were because, you know, I'm buddies with Red Beach and Joel Holster, Holster and, uh, you know, and Michael Sweet and everybody else. So um, I, I knew all about these projects. Uh, so um, I was all up for it, but I didn't know that. Ken Mary and Chuck Wright were going to be involved. Right. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I heard that, I was yeah. like oh. I was like, yes, this is so cool. I said, now we got how, the uh, original House of Lords rhythm section, right? Me, me in the new version of House of Lords and these uh and these two other incredible musicians. Now I didn't know uh anything about Francesco or uh or uh James, but man, when I heard the songs you know, um, once they were sung, when James sang them, I was like, I was floored. I'm still floored. Every time I play, put on one of the videos, and I hear he comes in with his voice, I just start shaking my head. I start going, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely some killer tracks. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to actually play one of the tracks. We'll play the video for I Stand from the uh, Demons Down album coming out March 10th, and we'll be right back here with Jimmy Bell on Talking About rock. All right, we're back here on talking about rock. Just checked out the uh, track for "I Stand" from Demons Down. Great stuff, man. I'm really liking that that new sound that you got coming out. Both the tracks.
1: Yeah, Excellent. you know it's. Uh, I, I stand, you know, uh, when I I when I wrote the music for that, um, you know, no secret of my my uh, influences. Uh, I I always say, you know, I I was, you know, I'm older, so my influences are older. But uh, you know, I was influenced. From Johnny Winter, blues guitar player, who was absolutely amazing. Yes. But Richie Blackmore, then Al D Mio, is where I got all my, my fast picking technique. Um, you know, keep in mind, when I when I was learning, you know, playing fast and doing all that stuff, there was no such thing as an Al uh as a uh Ingve Malmstein. Right. You know, I was <laughs> all this stuff was that came way later. Uh, you know, I had already developed my my style of playing and everything. Um, but I was always a huge Richie Blackmore fan. And, um, you know, uh, I stand, um, you can't help to notice that, you know, it has a, a vibe of like something he would have possibly done with Rainbow. You know, like when Dio was in, it's got the Arabian type, uh, you know, right. and I, I just, and I've always, you know, loved Richie more than you can imagine. Uh, so this was kind of like something I really wanted to do. But what I, What really blew my mind is I didn't know what James sang like. So I gave, you know, I wrote this track. Uh, I heard what Alessandro did with it because Alessandro did sing on everything. And I liked the words. I liked everything he was doing. But then as soon as James sang on it, it was like, you know, to me, James is almost like a a very like a Ronnie Dio almost in, in a sense. He's got the real power. Right and the aggression that Ronnie Dio has in his voice, and um, I was I was floored. You yeah, know? the tracks. I I tracks said. are
0: definitely excellent. I can't wait for the rest of it to drop. And you have become what they've called the go-to guitarist for studio work. Man, you're not just doing three or four different bands. No, you're yeah. working with you're working with like ESPN, WWE, Impact Wrestling, NASCAR, and I and I think you're you're a wrestling fan, aren't you? Uh, huge, huge. Man, when I got the phone
1: call, I, I was just telling somebody this story. I I uh I was playing in my cover, in a cover band. Do you have time? You yeah. Have time? Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was I was playing in a um, you know, a cover band around here and uh at a club and uh, there was this guy that working the door. He was a bouncer. His name uh was Mikhail Kersley. And um and I um I got done playing and he came up to me and said, uh I, um, he says, man, I love your playing. He says, uh, you would do great where I, um, where I, my second job is. I go, really? I go, well, where do you work? He says, I worked on at the WWE. And I went,
0: oh, <laughs> yeah, like,
1: it was like, it was like, a uh, uh, the little doors trick. were
0: opened for you. It's like, <laughs> that's <laughs> excellent. Like, that. it was like
1: this. Ha, 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 right, ha, ha. You know? <laughs> right, right in your wheelhouse.
0: Very good. Yeah, yeah, I was so like, Cause I was stuff. a huge,
1: huge, huge, huge wrestling fan, especially from the early day, you know, the Hogan and, and ultimate warrior. Mata right. It was Man. different
0: way back in the eighties. It was a whole different type of, feel. yeah, I loved
1: yeah. it. You know, Jake, the snake and ravishing Rick rude, you know, uh, hacksaw, Jim Duggan. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Um, So he brought a, I had a promo pack. He brought it down to the producer that did all the themes. His name is Jim Johnston, wonderful person. And within the day after I gave him the promo package, my phone rings. And it was, it was WWE calling me to come down and, and do something. And I, I went down there. uh, I, I started doing tracks for wrestlers. Uh, anywhere between like 2006 to like 2015, 16. And then Jim is was no longer there after a while. I don't know why, but it just, something happened. But um, every while he was there, anytime they wanted wild guitar playing on you, some... Uh, you were some the go-to Rutgers. guy. Yeah, I was the guy. They would call me up. And Stanford's only an hour away from me, so i drive down there. And it's so cool because I walk in and I'm in the waiting room. And um, and and then I'm uh uh and then all of a sudden I see uh, he he comes out they call me in, and I'm trying to you know I'm taking my guitar out of the case right everything's got to be done real fast because this this is whatever I'm doing right now at that studio is going to be aired that night on Monday Night Raw or on SmackDown on Tuesday right uh when it was on when it was on a Tuesday night so um. You know, he's playing, I'm, you know, I'm getting the guitar. He's playing what's going to happen. You know, okay, you got to do it. I want you to do this. You know, no, you know, very little small talk. Um, right. And, and uh, he usually had a, a a rhythm, a rhythm pattern all done. He, he told me where he wanted me to solo. And um, uh, I would do that. And then sometimes he'd have me redo the rhythm, but he was so impressed with what I did. Every time I went down there, uh, it, he was just so happy. And that that made me feel so good because I really, really wanted to build a good working relationship down there. And it was great. And, you know, it was nothing cooler than going home and putting on Monday Night Raw. And then all of a sudden hearing myself come on the TV. Hear some of your and, licks coming out. Right. right hearing yeah. myself play guitar. And what's it was even cooler is like every time it came, uh they came around locally, uh, I would get tickets. You know, they'd give me tickets to go to the show. I always have great seats. And um, I'm sitting in the arena. All of a sudden, my theme comes on. something I played on. Uh, and uh, it was just like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, this is just amazing. So, it, you know, it's been really cool. I've done, like I said, uh, some stuff for NASCAR TV, um, Ultimate Fighter uh, program. I've done a bunch of stuff. I've done stuff for a, a, an, an auction thing that was on ESPN, Mecham Auction um they you know um, a car auction thing right i I played um i even did a a theme for david spade uh david spade had a tv show for a while i did that and something for football you know just just you know whatever i can you know whatever they want to hire me to do keep
0: yourself busy you are so busy man all the time you got all this stuff going on and you also invented the shred neck also yeah
1: yeah and now recently you might not even know this but um for a while, I've had this this company uh, that redoes um, that redoes Black Sabbath songs. They're called Emerald Sabbath. Okay, and they ha- usually have people that are involved, somewhat involved with Sabbath or something, or have played with them on something, and they're on these tunes. Well, they had me. They they wanted me to redo Master of Insanity, and I just I just sent it in. Uh, I just managed I, once I, I had to uh, um, I, I had to uh, get all my um, uh, records done. And then once those were done, I finally got to do Master of Insanity. I pulled it up and did it the next day and sent it. And the guy producing it loves it. Uh, I got So they have all my tracks now for Master of Insanity. Uh, and Vinny Apicey played drums on it, just like he did in Black, in, in the Black Sabbath version. So they kept the song almost identical that matter of fact it is identical the only thing that they changed was um they added one little thing to the solo section of of uh the song that that wasn't in what i did um and other than that though it's it's identical so i'm you know yeah it's it's wonderful really really cool. cool
0: awesome and it looks like you're going to be going back out on the road coming up March. Yeah. I go back a, out with autograph. Yeah. I got
1: a bunch of shows coming up with autograph, uh, a couple cruises doing the monsters of rock cruise next uh, at the beginning of next month. We're doing the big, uh, some, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure it's called the eighties cruise. And I know the only rock acts on it are, are uh, autograph Vixen and Brett Michaels. And then there's all these other bands like Devo and, uh, and all these other things uh, on there. Uh, I think some disco, you know, anything that was 80s is on this cruise. It looks
0: like from the, yeah, from the 8th to the 10th, the 80s cruise to Ensenado, Cabo, and Puerto Bayarta looks like, for you. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Puerto,
0: that's where I'm going. That's excellent. And there's you got a couple different dates going on with that. After that, too, you're back, like you said, you're back for Monsters of Rock cruise.
1: You got... We uh, actually,
0: there's a lot of,
1: there's actually a lot of dates um with autograph um that aren't uh that aren't on the schedule yet but we have them they the sullivan's like that he won't he doesn't like to have them posted until you know everything is 100 uh locked in but but in other words sir, yes this is going to happen but until everything is 100 percent finalized they don't right. get posted yeah they posted can't post the it. schedule. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I hope to see some dates a little closer to my neck of the woods here in uh, Buffalo, New York. That would be awesome to see you guys play here. But I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on. You know, wish you the best of luck with the new album, Demons Down. You know, I stand out March 10th. That's going to be awesome from Frontiers Music. And I think they're going to be putting together some frontiers festivals is what i've been hearing too so maybe you guys will make the rounds with that
1: too i i gotta be honest man i i really want to uh tour with uh demons down i i love the band that much it's it's something i really uh i i something i really feel strong about that uh i think would be really really great to, to uh do so i'm hoping that uh i could convince the guys to uh you know, uh, I hope, you know, because everybody's kind of, I know Ken, Ken, Mary, and uh, Chuck do some other things. But, uh, you know, if, if there's a way we could make this happen, because they love the band, too, very much. Uh, so let's keep our fingers crossed, hopefully.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Jimmy. I really a real, appreciate it, man. Stop a real pleasure, and buy with us, man. Hope to see you out there. And if you folks out there have comments or questions, feel free to email us at talkingaboutrock at gmail.com. You can like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for this interview, it'll be on our YouTube channel and streaming on all the services as well. Jimmy, again, man, thank you so much, dude. Hey, thank you for having me. Call me anytime. I appreciate it. All right, probably. Have a good night.